You are now listening to the Secrets of the Kingdom Strategies. This podcast will allow you to listen to successful marketplace leaders that advance the kingdom so you can do the same. Hosted by an apostle, Lieutenant Colonel, CEO, Dr. Sam. Welcome to Kingdom Strategies. I'm here with my queen, Dr. Sam and Dr. Drea. She's not only an author, a mother, she's also a successful business person. And that's the reason why we're here today. So welcome, Dr. Drea. Thank you. It's good to be here. Oh, man, I tell you, I'm so excited to go on this journey with you. Yes, sir. So now I really want to unpack faith. We all have a starting point, just like Paul with the Damascus experience. Talk to us about yours. Well, you know, it started when I was a little girl. I was I was born into the church when Mama was carrying me. You know, she she was in church. She was a deaconess in the church. So, um, I would say around nine or ten years old, I started really grasping the concept of God. Jesus is something else. He's real. And about the age of twelve, I gave my life to Christ. So, it's been a struggle. You know, being young and being saved is hard. But you know pulling on to what is you know was instilled in me is so important i realized how important it was the older i get the more important i realized that is wow starting from a young place you know that elementary childlike faith come as a child unto god can you kind of walk us through that journey you know from that elementary place all the way up to high school to college how did you follow the lord's blueprints for your life Well, you know, it wasn't easy, you know, being young and being a Christian is a challenge because, you know, you have friends that are doing different things that you want to do, you know, in in high school, you know, doing different things. But, you know, I held on to what was inside of me, what was instilled in me going to church, you know, in college. Of course, you go out, you hang out with your friends, go to the club, do different things. But that pull within me was always there, you know, didn't fit in didn't know why but you know i always fit in in church so um even growing up into college and adulthood and even into marriage you know it's it's a struggle but you know it can be done as long as you pull from what's inside of you wow you know i think all of us struggle with things at times and and sometimes when we struggle we have uh people on the wall Mm-hmm. Those mentors that speak life into us. That's right. You know, I remember my mentor. He really challenged me at my darkest point. So talk to us about your mentors. Well, you know, my mentors, of course, your parents are there. My mom and my dad are always been good support and good you know for me but I had mentors in church you know Mm. ladies in the church who not only spoke different things but they they acted by example they showed us what it was to be a true woman of God showed me as a mentee what it was to be a true woman of God and you know following their example was so so profound to me wow so they lived the talk that kind of helped you through those those hard times You know, um, for those who are looking for a mentee-mentor relationship, what are some of the things you might want to help them to find the best match for them? I would say, you know, uh, being observant, looking at, you know, individuals, just like, you know, when you go for a job interview, they are interviewing you. They're looking at your mannerisms. They're looking at different characteristics, different things about you. Not to say it's an interview when you look for a mentor. <laughs> but, you know, just observing and looking at those examples that they provide. Mm. You know, they say actions always speak louder than words. 
And, you know, you get to know somebody by watching them. You wow. know, people can only fake it for so long. Yeah, that is true. You know, I've had the privilege of watching you grow into a queen, a business person, a therapist. Um, but I know the journey hasn't been easy. Yeah. Um, looking at Faith, what would you speak to your younger self? How would you give her life to let her know it's going to be okay? I would tell her because when, you know, being younger, at times, you know, I felt like I didn't fit in. I didn't know why. You know, I felt like I wasn't heard. But um, standing uh, firm on the God in me and the things that were instilled in me, you know, in church, I would tell her it's going to be okay. You know, be who you are. People going to talk about you regardless, but know who you are and know that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Wow. You know, that's powerful. Um, you know, I often hear sometimes people look at you like you're in a glass house, you're a unicorn. I mean, you've been married for over 24 years. You have three beautiful adult children. Um, you have accomplished a doctorate. You have your own business, all your children by the same father. Um, some people might say, I can't do all that. What would you say to them? I would say, yes, you can. You know, when you say you can't do something, you're limiting yourself. I used to tell my students all the time when I taught, can't is not only a word, it's also a limitation. So when you tell yourself what you can't do, you're programming it in your mind and it becomes a part of you and what's in you comes out. So if you have that within you, listen, I am, you know, I'm going to find somebody that that, that's right for me, that suits me. You know, God will lead you to the places to find that person because they're out there. Mm, so good so good you know when i look at you when you have your ceo hat on you know you're a boss uh you're going into uncharted territory what kind of started you on that path to do what you do with helping people well you know i was a teacher for seven to eight about eight years and um i would always tell my students a lot of my kids something not a lot of them but some of them would come to class and cut up and i say you know you can't tell me something is not going on and I cannot get to you academically if you're blocked emotionally. Mm. So I would find myself trying to, you know, work with the kids and, you know, see what was going on, get to know them as an individual. And that's really what led me to become a therapist along with my daddy pushing me and, you know, seeing it in me before I even saw it in myself. Whoa, 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 whoa. So, so dad, yeah, so, so he daddy. called it out in you. Yes, he did. Um, so, so what was that like to be affirmed at such a young age in your gift? You know, it, it was amazing because, you know, my relationship, my dad is very, tell me and my dad had a very special relationship, you know, and, you know, he encouraged me in ways like it goes back to those actions, you know, so to hear him say that it meant a lot to me and it did, it, it, it pushed me up, helped to push me to where I am today. Mm. So you're telling me when I see someone gifted, I need to speak life into the seed so so the lord can kind of grow them where they're at exactly especially a father to his daughter that's, mm. that's so powerful wow so powerful nuggets nuggets i tell you i know our listeners are loving it um when you think about you're doing this in this place and as you lead as a counselor, I mean, the theme that I'm seeing is broken. People come to you broken, broken from church hurt, broken from failed relationships, mm -hmm. personally, private. I mean, how do you 
help the broken as a counselor? As a therapist, like I always tell my clients, you know, I'm the passenger, you're the driver. You know you better than anybody else. And I go at their own at their pace. You know, and as we talk and as we build that therapeutic um, alliance, that mm. rapport, you know, they begin to share different things and be able to piece things together. You know, another thing I look at is journaling. A lot of times when you journal and write stuff down, it could be one or two sentences about what happened in your day and go back and look at it and be able to piece together those things. It's amazing. People, it's, it's amazing. Wow, wow. So so if I find myself in a broken place, you know, oftentimes, you know, being in the military, I, I got problems, I got issues. And, and you being my wife cover me and you speak life but but for those of us who do not have someone who can help us in those dark periods what would you say to them as they look for a counselor if they choose to go down that road i would say and one thing that i do is even you know with therapy i offer free 30-minute consultations you know you have like psychology today where there are some videos that you know some counselors do videos read their bio you know look at see if you can find a connection there and um go from there you know read up on the therapist and you know their their accomplishments different you know credentials that they do have to see um, if you don't, if you're not able to do a 30 minute consultation to see that connection there, it's a strong possibility. Though. Wow, wow, wow. So, you know, you, you got a brother and sister coming to your office and they're having a problem with their childhood relationship. Mm -hmm. And this childhood relationship is affecting their adult lives. What would you say to them in that situation? I would say to them, first off, you all have to listen to each mm. other. That communication is so important. And a lot of times we say we're listening, but we're just hearing. It's just like that the, the noise, you know, the, the teacher from Charlie Brown, womp, 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 womp. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, sometimes that's what it is, right? But when you listen, it, it makes such a difference because now you're looking at that person and saying, okay, what is this person really saying to me? You know, I struggle sometimes with listening. I hear the words that are coming out and I'm already formulating my response. What would you say to someone like me if if I really want to get better at this listening thing? What are some steps I can take? Some steps you could take is literally in your mind, slow it down. Mm. You know, realize, okay, this person is saying something and they want me to listen to them. They're trying to get something to me. So what is it that they're saying? And even if it comes to a point where, you know, let them know, okay, listen, I'm really honestly trying to listen to you. Do you mind if I write some things down? Because my mind is working really fast. You know, being honest. Because I want to understand what you're saying. Okay, okay, okay. So you're giving some great strategy here. So step one, slow down. Mm -hmm. And if I need help, write it down. That's right. So once I write it down, what's my next step? Your next step is once you've written it down, now you can go back and those things that were spinning in your head that you wanted to say so bad. Now you can look back and, and, and be able to, OK, this is what I wanted to say in response. But I wrote it down. I got it out my head so that I could listen to you mm. to figure out what it is that you're saying to me. Wow, 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 wow. So good. So good. So when people look at you. They see success. Um, so how do you define success? 
my definition of success, my personal, you know, because it, it can't it can be subjective. When you can look back at the things that you have done and see that somebody has been influenced by the things that you have done, by your actions, mm. by the things that you said, the accomplishments that you've made, somebody sees it and they can benefit from it. Wow. That's success wow. to me. You know, with that great definition, I don't know if I'm successful. I know I've helped people along the way, but sometimes I don't have the ability to find out the impact, the lasting impact. Um, so do would you consider yourself successful? Honestly, to me, I'm a work in progress. You know, I'm a work in progress. Now, I've had people come and give me feedback on different things that, you know, they they've gleaned from me but in still i'm a work in progress wow wow such humility such humility so you know i really want to you know get out of you those kingdom strategies when you look at faith and business can they match can they go together i would say they can <laughs> so tell me more how, how do you use it Basically, like we said, you know, faith in God, faith is the evidence of things hoped for and the substance of things mm, not seen. Preach, preach. Right? The substance of things hoped for, excuse me, and the evidence of things not seen. <laughs> we get it right. <laughs> but, you know, having that faith and standing strong in God definitely, you know, can match with business because it takes faith sometimes to step out there. Mm. Because we don't, we have fear of the unknown. Wow, wow, wow. So having that faith in God, knowing he'll lead you is key. So when I look at the Lord's Prayer, thy will be done on heaven as it is in earth. I'm seeing this gulf. I see heaven actually open up and I see us pull things down from heaven and put it into the earth realm. With you helping the hurting in your practice, um, how do you see yourself fit into the big picture? I am a vessel. Ah, uh-huh. I am a vessel to be used by him. I, whenever I go into session, I, I try to think, oh, God, give me what to say. Use me. And that's where faith and business comes in also. Because in everything that we do as children of God, we're doing it to please him. Oh, we're so doing good. it to be a light, you know, and to be used by him. Mm. You know, someone who is trying to get aligned with him. Um, what are some strategies for them to tap into their gift, what they're good at? Focus on, like you said, what what they're good at. Looking at what is it that I enjoy. Mm. You know what is it? What is it that I'm good at? And really hone in on that, and pull from you know that strength. Because if you look at things that you're good at and things that you enjoy, a lot of times you're strong in those things. Wow, wow. I mean, I, I don't want this conversation to end. You know, we, we talked about your, your your Damascus moment. We talked about, you know, your dad calling some things out of you that you're working into this place. And we talked about some strategies. If there was one thing that you would leave for our listeners um, as far as strategies or anything else, what would it be? It would be be true to you. Understand the gift that he's placed in you. Tap into it. And sometimes it's you praying, you know, praying to see, God, what is it that, you know, you have purpose for my life? 
And when you pray it and you listen, he will answer. Mm. I tell you, my last question. If I struggle to listen, to hear, what would you say to me? What I would say is continue to pray. Stay in your word. And sometimes we miss things because we talk too much. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. God, can you please do this? Can you please do that? God, I need you to, I need, Lord, I need you to do this now. You, you're not, you're not answering. He said, you ain't shut up long enough for me to talk to you. Mm. You're not quiet long enough for me to talk. Pray. And then sometimes, just like they're saying in therapy, silence is golden. It's uncomfortable. It's kind of awkward. But closing your mouth sometimes and just sitting in silence and listening is the key. Awesome. Well, hey, I get to live with her. She inspires me every day. You are listening to Kingdom Strategies with Dr. Andrea Hayes. Give it up. Give it up. We're so excited. If you want to know more about her, go check her out. Her information in the bio. All right. Y'all be good. Thank you. Be blessed, y'all.